with is the truth. If you turn things upside down, you can't hope for your life to change. I would be lying to you if I said that you have a great future ahead, that you can recover from your past mistakes, that your life could be filled with joy, that your children could be safe and healthy. More than anything, you must know human beings cannot accomplish these things. And I'm convinced of this because I know you. All you are capable of is failure. You have made a complete mess of your life, and I refuse to believe under any circumstances that you can turn things around in the coming years. You may think your life is bad now, but there's more to come. You have only one destiny, and whether you like it or not, this is what is real. I am the Lord your God. You should know I believe exactly the opposite. I am the Lord your God. This is what is real. And whether you like it or not, you have only one destiny. There's more to come. You may think your life is bad now, but you can turn things around in the coming years. I refuse to believe under any circumstances that you have made a complete mess of your life and all you are capable of is failure. And I'm convinced of this because I know you. Human beings cannot accomplish these things. More than anything, you must know that your children could be safe and healthy that your life could be filled with joy, that you can recover from your past mistakes. You have a great future ahead. I would be lying to you if I said that you can't hope for your life to change. If you turn things upside down, this is the truth. really pleased with me how much is the attendance going to go up or down this week I feel like sometimes that I'm failing as a father is it my fault when people just won't be committed it feels like I'm doing the same thing week after week after week with little results maybe it's me maybe I just can't motivate people I'm so afraid of failing. I wonder how big my bald spot's going to get. I work harder than anybody. Do I really believe what I'm saying? What a jerk. Who does he think he is? Hey, idiot, stay in your own lane. Hang up the phone. We're trying to drive back here. Jeez. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe you should go to another church. <laughs> Please. Does Life Point really make an impact on the community? Why try? They're just going to forget everything I say about Tuesday anyway. I'm buying this because I deserve it. Why can't they just be more like me? Our thoughts are powerful. What we think about can lift us up or it can bring us down. My thoughts determine how I view myself. They determine how I relate to God. They determine how I relate to other people, how I function in relationships. My thoughts determine how effective I am as a parent. My thoughts determine how I spend my money. My thoughts determine how I act or react. My thoughts determine whether or not I enjoy the life of contentment that God wants me to enjoy. All those thoughts you heard from my mind were thoughts that I've either recently had or had a long time ago. So our thoughts really do determine a lot in our lives. Sometime in your past, probably, and maybe now for you teenagers, maybe this is happening right now, people would come up and say, what do you want to be? What do you want to become? What do you want to be when you grow up? Everybody remember that? The the teachers or or friends, and they're saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? And so did you have an answer? what you wanted to be. When I was in, I remember in ninth grade, I don't remember the name of the class, but it was Mr. Farley's class. And he gave these surveys that you took to tell you what might be a good field for you. So we took this survey and I was anxious. I got mine back. And and number one on a list of five was DJ. (laughs) Okay. So I ran home, told my parents, I'm going to be a DJ, you know. And at the bottom, it said, you should seek out a profession that puts you in front of people. So maybe I got that, but, but the whole DJ thing never worked out. So did you become what you wanted? Very few of us actually became what we thought we were going to become. Some, yeah, but most of us, no. And why is that? Well, because somewhere along the line, somewhere in our life, we started to think differently. Either we started to realize our limitations and realize I'm not quite that smart or not quite that charming. Something made us think differently and change from what we originally said we wanted to be. Something made you think differently about your present and about your future. 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ came on the scene and he began to challenge the way people thought. And today, when you read his teachings, it still challenges the way you think. Many times Jesus would say things like, look, you've heard it taught this way, you've believed this way, but let me tell you how it really is. You've been thinking this way, let me tell you there's a different way to think. And he was constantly challenging people to think and act in a new way. What he was saying was, typically, people think like this. But what I'm saying is, don't be typical. When I first became a Christ follower, I remember my friends were like, wow, we didn't see that coming. And 
So I, I go back and I tell all my friends, now I'm a Christian, I'm a Christ follower. That's what this means. And it was kind of blowing their minds a little bit because all of a sudden to them, well, in reality, I was a completely different person. I didn't do the things I used to do. I didn't go the places I used to go. So it took them a lot more adjustment than it did me to realize that I wasn't the old person, that I was a new person. And so sometimes on Thursday nights, they would come by my apartment and they would say, hey, man, we're going out, you know, 25 cent draft night. You want to go with us? No, you know, I'm kind of, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm, you know, not, not doing it. And they would still come and they would ask. And one day, one of my buddies, Dave, came up to me and he said, come on, just this one time, just be a backside Baptist with us tonight and just go with us. I wasn't even a Baptist, but he, he was asking me to go. And, and I remember saying, no, I'm, I'm a different person. Because in his mind, in their mind, they were thinking, well, typically, typically somebody makes this big commitment Somebody says, my life has changed. It's all different. Now, this is in their mind. And typically, that kind of goes away a little bit, and the fire kind of goes out. And it won't be long until he's back to our way of thinking. Typically, that's what happens. Jesus said, don't be typical. He said he was here so we could live in a different way, so we could think in a different way. And if you open up the New Testament, beginning in Matthew, and read when Jesus starts to teach, in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, which I'm going to be talking about later in this series, Jesus starts to tell people how to stop being typical. The Apostle Paul, later in the New Testament, one of the other writers of the New Testament, said this, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think then you will be able to learn and know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. What this says is that allowing God to transform my mind will change the direction of my life. Here's what typically happens. We don't like something, so we change it. I don't like my car, so I get another car. I don't like my house anymore, so I get another house. I don't like my job, so I get another job. I don't like this relationship, so I jump over into that relationship. And it's just thing after thing, relationship after relationship, because I just don't like it. It's just not filling me up. And the question you need to ask yourself, if you're one of those people that continue to make those changes over and over and over, ask yourself this question, is there something a little deeper here that I need to change? If you've changed job after job, town after town, or been through relationship after relationship, you know, sometimes people will come to LifePoint and they'll say, we've been trying out churches. We've been shopping. We've been looking, and the first six pastors, we just didn't like them. And I'm like, oh, boy. Okay, I'm in trouble. But when you're making all those changes, whether it's church shopping or or changing jobs or relationships, what is the common denominator in all of those things in your life? You. You can't go where you're not. So everywhere you go, every change you make, every new boss, new boyfriend, new girlfriend, new husband, new wife, new thing, you're always there. So maybe the place you need to look is you. If you're wondering, why is every boss I have a jerk? Why is that? Maybe somebody's been married multiple times. Why do I snag the bad person every single time? I've been engaged eight times, and all of them were jerks. 
Think about what the common denominator might be. Maybe you should look in the mirror and say, hmm, do I need to change the way I think? How would all of these situations that I've been in in my life be different if I change the way I think? See, letting God transform my mind changes me not just on the outside, it changes me from the inside out. That's why Romans 12 says you can become a new person by changing the way you think because your thoughts determine attitude and action. What you think about determines how you act. Think about this. Most of the time, be honest with yourself, when you find yourself doing something you shouldn't do, when you find yourself in a place you shouldn't be, you probably thought about it before you ever got there. Before you ever got there morally, physically, whatever, before you ever got there, you probably thought about it or or fantasized about it. It's rare, for, for an adult anyway especially, it's rare to be in the middle of something and then say, well, this is wrong. I didn't know this was wrong. I had no idea. Because our thoughts become actions. And if you find yourself somewhere where you're having to compromise your integrity or where you are compromising your morals or integrity, it's probably because you thought about it long before you ever got to the action. Every person that I've ever talked to, every single one who has fallen morally has said to me, in one way or another, it started in my mind. It all started up here. It started with thoughts. It started with fantasy. It started with just playing it out. Because what you think determines how you act. You know, your thoughts are just previews to your actions. Good thoughts, good actions. Bad thoughts, bad actions. Positive thoughts, positive actions. Now, you might be thinking, well, that sounds a little self-help to me. I mean, I heard that on Oprah and Dr. Phil the other day. They just took it from God. They just took it from and and pulled God out of it, but they, they just took those ideas from God that your thought life, the way you think, determines a lot in your life. Listen to what the Bible has to say about the way you think. Philippians 4, verse 8. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Why does the Bible say that? Because God knows you can't think about all these things and not have them in your life. You can't put those kind of things in and not get those kind of things out. But typically, when the world thinks about change, when the world thinks about remaking The world thinks about externals, not internals. There's a story about a lady who had a heart attack and died, and and she she came back to life, but she told the story that when she died, she, she saw this bright light, so she followed this bright light. And this bright light was God. And God said, it's not time for you yet. You've got 30 more years to live. So she comes back to earth, gets back in her body and wakes up and says, if I got 30 years to live, I got some work to do. So she gets a tummy tuck. She gets a facelift. She gets her eyes done, her lips done, her hair colored. She starts working out. 
And she comes out of her last appointment at the plastic surgeon and she's walking across the street and gets hit by a truck and dies. Again, bright light. She starts going towards the bright light and it's God again. And and she's like, God, I thought you said I had 30 more years. And God said, well, I didn't recognize you. (laughs) (laughs) Typically, typically when people think about transformation, about change, that's what they think about. I'll, I'll tuck it. I'll stuff it. I'll cover it. I'll color it. I'll trim it. I'll inject it so I can be transformed. I can be different. And God says, don't be typical. Allowing God to transform my mind will change the direction of my life. And that transformation is from the inside out. A transformation that changes the way you live. Listen again to Romans 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will be able to learn and know what God's will is for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. That word transform comes from a Greek word. The New Testament was all originally written in Greek and translated into English. But originally that word for transform is the word metamorpho, from where we get the English word metamorphosis, which means to transform. You want to be morphed into a new person? Change the way you think. The word Changing, when he says changing the way you think, is a word that can be translated to renew or to renovate. Did you ever renovate your house? Anybody ever do that? Remodel your house? We just had floors put, put down, new hardwood floors put down, and you have to leave your house. You can't stay there. And then when you come back, there's dust everywhere. There's dust in the refrigerator. I mean, there's dust all over the place. You open up the cabinet two months later, dust on the dishes. One interesting thing about renovation, it always takes longer and always costs more. If you are going to allow God to renovate your life, to renovate the way you think, it's going to take some time. Jesus said, if you're not going to be typical, then it's going to take some time for me to transform the way you think. And it might be messy. And it might get dusty, and, and you may not like it all the time, but when you're finished, you will be changed. You will be a different person. So typically, you may have thought, if I could just change my surroundings, my city, my house, my spouse, my relationships, and my, my church, my job, whatever, things will be okay. But I've found that everywhere I go, there I am. So maybe the change needs to start somewhere else. So the things I want to change about everybody else, maybe I just need to go home, look in the mirror, and think, I've been thinking everybody else needs to change when the next everybody else's seem to have the same problems. And then I get around a bunch of other everybody else's same problems. Maybe I need to transform the way I think. Maybe I need to think the way God thinks. That video at the beginning typically the way people think. And then God says, you need to know I think totally different. That's what God wants to do with each of us is to transform the way we think. Don't be typical. Let the change start in you. And when you do that, when you start to change the way you think, the benefits will be amazing. 
I cannot count the, the number of people who have sat in my office and said, I just want to know what God's will is for my life. I just want to know. I want to know what his will is. That's a legitimate question. God asks you to follow. He asks you to follow Christ, accept his son. It's a legitimate question to say, okay, God, then what is your will? God's will, knowing God's will is not this crystal ball to see into the future. But God's will will become recognizable to you when you start to transform the way you think. When you allow him to morph your mind into a new way of thinking, you will be able to recognize his will in ways you never could before. So questions like, should I take this job or that job? Should I marry this person or that person? Should I live here or there? Should I respond this way or that way? Questions like that will be answered a lot easier if you allow God to transform your mind and then all of a sudden, when a big question is up in your life and you're like, what do I need to do? You will recognize God's will in a way you never have before because you're no longer thinking typically. Allowing God to transform my mind will change the direction of my life. Just imagine when you give up the typical way of thinking and allow God to renovate the way you think. It will change your life. And over the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking about some things Jesus said. You think this, but let me tell you this. You, you think this typical way of thinking, but I want to challenge you to think in a whole new way. When you read the teachings of Jesus, what he's trying to say to us is, don't be typical.